What's up, Game Geeks and Tech Junkies? Welcome to A Gaming Moment, a weekly 30-minute podcast about everything gaming and streaming related, including the news, tech, and software behind it. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram so you can engage with us, as well as find out when we're streaming the podcast and get a first listen before it goes out across all of your favorite podcasting platforms. I'm Dagan07, and with me is Wild Twins Fan. Okay, Wild, with Mixer shutting down on the 22nd of July, I thought we would discuss a couple of new streaming platforms that are starting to make some noise in the industry. One you might have heard of, the other maybe not, but I like the concept. Sounds interesting. What new platforms are making waves, Dave? The first one that's really making noise is Brime Live. Now, to be honest, I'm not 100% sure if it's a troll, but I'm bringing it up as it's been a topic of discussion since Dr. Disrespect's Twitch ban. Their Twitter pretty much exploded overnight, quite literally to tens of thousands of followers. Ninja happened to talk about Brime jokingly and was talking about, quote-unquote, Brime time. You know what's crazy? That is insane. What? Is that I'm signing to Brime. And this is all publicity wow. stunt. So. This is all publicity stunt, guys. <laughs> Thank you guys so much, everyone. Hey, congrats, Brime. Brime you hear that? Real? I still don't know. Jess, that's a good question, a question that you shouldn't be asking because how dare you? Can you, can you ask Brian. Jess? Can you ask Jess a question for me? Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can, I can ask Jess a question. For I you. need you to ask her very seriously. Okay, very seriously. Why she does not understand? That why do you not understand time. that it's prime, prime time? time. <laughs> it's prime time. The platform stated in a tweet that it has found its new motto based off of that ninja clip. They did, however, launch a site for server load testing on July seventh. But no official site has been launched as of yet. Their domain just redirects to their Twitter page. They do have a fairly large Discord channel as well with many active members. According to the FAQ on their Discord server, official release is slated for late 2020 or early 2021. And they're claiming Streamlabs will support their platform. That's bold considering they don't even have a site yet. Yeah, I've heard of Brime. But that's about it. There's not much real info to go on. And at this point, until I see anything real from them, I'm going to go on the basis as a troll that worked. And that in itself should be scaring the big platforms. People are out there looking for the next better Twitch. If people were genuinely happy with Twitch, I don't think they would have gotten so much attention. So Dave, what are the, what's the other platform you saw? The other platform I've seen is one called the NetVR that was officially launched in August 2019. It's a service similar to Twitch. However, they offer a VR theater if you have the VR stuff where you can go watch streams as if you were in a movie theater and interact with other viewers. They're planning a Kickstarter campaign near the end of this month or beginning of August, but they actually have a working product. You can join up at netvrstream.com, and you can learn more about the NetVR at thenetvr.com. I think it's an interesting take on a very niche community, but the hope is as VR becomes more mainstream and the cost of devices comes down, maybe their community will start to explode. And I hope it does. I've reached out to their owners and the devs of the platform and gave them some advice, and it was well-received. The one thing I did harp on was discoverability and how important that's going to be to the success of their platform and draw audiences outside of VR. Yeah, that sounds interesting. I wonder how much will be lost for those not invested in the VR equipment. And that, to me, is going to be the key factor in the site being openly adopted by others. Yeah, they have their site, which is going to give a similar experience to YouTube or Twitch, but the value comes from their VR theater and the interactions and options you have within that virtual reality environment. Nice.
So, Wildy, what did you see this week? News on Crisis Remastered, a game notorious for destroying the performance of top-tier gaming machines since its launch all the way back in November of 2007. Now has a remastered version coming to all platforms, including the Nintendo Switch. Interesting to see Crisis run on something as powerful as a Nintendo Switch. Sounds like this will be a great remaster. I'm looking forward to picking this game up. Also, I've never played it before, but it's always been beyond its time with the quality of graphics. It should be a real treat to see running and playing on a Nintendo Switch. Yeah, it seems like an interesting idea. I wonder how much of a hit the graphics are going to take and how they're going to change the game due to the resource constraints of the Switch. But I imagine after you get it and play it, we'll be sure to post our opinions about the game on all of our social media platforms. Also this week, Call of Duty Modern Warfare had a big band wave, leaving gamers with a bad taste in their mouths and a lot of questions of the developer's ethics. COD is banning players without a stated reason. Activision gives an irrevocable ban. No appeals, no nothing, not a single recourse for the affected players. This, of course, is at their discretion. This leaves the door to the conversation on whether this is even legal or the right thing to do. I mean, this falls back to what we've been talking about pretty much since we started our show. The amount of power some of these major gaming and streaming corporations wield by laying the ban hammer down. As of right now, there's nothing we can do, and they have sole discretion to do so. They have chosen not to provide a reason or justification for their actions. Surprisingly or not, many players claim they never cheated or hacked. And with such large numbers claiming innocence, and then one step further that mysteriously some claim to have been unbanned and given their countbacks a few days later. It just screams to me there's so much wrong coming from a AAA studio. Many people who are banned claim they are innocent. Unfortunately, we live in a culture now, especially in the digital world, where it's guilty until proven innocent instead of the opposite way around. That being said, I've played with some pretty blatant hackers in the game, and they didn't care if you reported them. They said they'd been doing it for some time, and I even found one guy's YouTube channel that backed up his claim that he'd been cheating for months. Yeah, that's unfortunate. I mean, we're seeing this across too many games these days. There's too many hackers, too many people trying to get uh, an unfair edge and trying to give other players a disadvantage. And it's just, it makes the games not fun anymore. Yep, for sure. Also, a follow-up from Episode 1, an article on GameSpot. United States President Donald Trump has been unbanned by Twitch after the streaming company originally banned his account for hateful conduct two weeks prior. Twitch cited several incidents that were broadcast on the stream. Trump's stream replays broadcasts of new and old campaign events. The ban on Trump's account came after Twitch claimed it would crack down on harassment more severely. Another follow-up. Dozens of streamers across the platform have come forward to share the stories of assault and abuse and harassment by Twitch streamers. Twitch responded to the wave of allegations by banning multiple streamers who were accused of sexual abuse. Not to get too political, but this also crosses another topic that I actually left out on last week's episode. Many advertisers are pulling their ads from Facebook and Instagram because they're allowing hateful conduct, and these brands do not want to seem in any way, shape, or form associated with that messaging. My question concerning Twitch is, is this a violation of the First Amendment regarding freedom of speech? Is this a case of, though I may not agree with what you think or say, but I will defend to the death your right to think and say it? Is this something that needs to be looked at? Well, I'm not going to say that that's not a a topic, but I'm going to say overall no, because it's their house and they can run it as they choose. 
And so you can choose to stay there and stream by their rules or not. Yeah, that's fair enough. They they set their rules. I mean, us as parents, we tell our kids, you either live by our rules or you find somewhere else to live. And maybe this is a case of that. Yeah, I think this is, uh, this is something that's going to stick around for a little while. For sure. In other news, pre-order notifications went live for PS5 and Xbox Series X on all of the platforms you'd expect. Amazon, Best Buy, Target, GameStop, and Walmart. I'm kind of hyped by this as I'll be getting the Series X shortly after it launches, but I'm not going to pre-order it. Yeah, I think I'll be holding off as I still currently have an Xbox One X, which is said to work with Series X games, at least in the near future. And finally, some major streaming news. Ninja, as projected by us here at A Gaming Moment, streamed on YouTube this week. I have not heard of any exclusivity deals with him yet, but what I can tell you is his stream topped out at over 120,000 views before actually going live. That's sitting on his going live screen, not even playing a game yet. And that's a lot of bargaining power when shopping around for an exclusivity deal. Yeah, surprise stream too. As a streaming free agent, impressively closing in on almost 4 million views on the stream replay video currently. Keeping it interesting, he's still showing that he's got some major pull in the streaming world. Yeah, we're just uh, we're just waiting to see where he ends up. Hey guys, if you haven't already, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram so you can engage with us, as well as find out when we're streaming the podcast and give a first listen before it goes out across all major podcasting platforms. So do it. Well, now that you mention it, there's no better reason than hit us up on the social medias than the top questions of the week. So, Waldy, what VR game have you played, or if you haven't played one, which one do you want to play? Um, you know, I've downloaded it and I've yet to click the play now button on it, but um, VR chat looks pretty, pretty neat. And um, we can jump into a lobby and just interact as a as a character with other people. And um, it's pretty neat. There's a, a stage you can go in on and I'm not really sure where it is or what map or what it is, but you can go in and on stage and you can perform on stage. And um, I've seen people like uh, YouTube legend The Do play guitar on stage and just blow people's minds and and how cool would that be to be in a room of 15 or 20 or 30 people and just crank out you know some guitar solo and people are just like mesmerized on you and i just think it's it's this social community interaction where you get the anonymity of uh being whoever you want of what character you want to be in the game and, and just playing it out so I always look fun and interesting to me. How about you, Day? Yeah, I've seen I've seen some people play that. Um, I haven't paid too much attention to it just because I don't have the VR stuff yet. But uh, a buddy of mine has VR, and what, usually whenever I go over to his house, we end up playing this game called Until Dawn: Rush of Blood. Basically, it's a spinoff of the original game called Until Dawn, and it's kind of like a roller coaster ride a horror roller coaster ride and there's guns and stuff and you can shoot guns and you have to try to kill all these like zombie or you know really scary looking things and there's a lot of jump scare items to this and i think that's really where vr is is excelling is in the horror game industry and i think it will excel in the in the first person shooter industry um when they get their movement their the right movement cycles down but 
this is a really fun game. Um, again, it's called Until Dawn Rush of Blood. It's on the PlayStation 4. Uh, if you get a chance, check it out. Yeah, I'm going to take a hard pass on any horror <laughs> VR games for the moment. <laughs> I'll hold off. Sounds good, though. Fair, fair enough. So with the new consoles dropping here this fall, which console? Sony? Microsoft? So, like I said, I'm going with the Xbox Series X. The The specs on the Series X are just insane for a console. And, I mean, even if you look at the, the design of it, it's very desktop, desktop, desktop-esque. Yeah, I think that's the word I'm looking for. It's... Uh, it's modeled after desktop. It's it's like a little tower. So I'm I'm really curious to see how that's gonna how that's gonna go and if they're if they're actually gonna involve VR if they're gonna include VR into that uh, trying to t- you know maybe they'll take a uh, they'll take a hint from what Sony did and they'll start implementing maybe VR stuff. I mean they did a really good job when they had the Connect, but now that they retired the Connect, I think they I think the VR is the next step. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I'm the same. My friends and everyone I know is on Xbox, so if uh, if I do, if and when I do buy a new console, it'll probably stay with the Xbox. I think that's, for most people, a lot of times, they're they're pretty close to PS5, the, the Xbox. If, if you have friends, you probably just stay on the same generation console that you're already on. Yeah, most of my friends rock the uh, Xbox as well, so again, that's one, of, that's one of the other reasons that I'm going with the Xbox Series X. All right, solid, solid. So then, question number three, Dave. Pineapple on your pizza. Yes or no? Ooh. Ooh. The uh, heated debate amongst millennials today. Pineapple on a pizza. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Love pineapple on pizza. Here's the way my taste buds work. I like sweet and spicy. So, like, my jam is a Hawaiian pizza with jalapenos on it. If I could have it with habaneros, most places don't serve habaneros. But if I could have it with habaneros, I'd have it with habaneros instead. But I think the... The balance with the acidity of the pineapple, the saltiness of the ham. People don't look at the science behind it. There is an actual science behind that flavor profile, and it's the the acidity and the sweetness with the pineapple mixing with the saltiness and the savoriness of the ham. And then for me, the spiciness of like a jalapeno or something, that is that is heaven for me. Yeah, I usually skip jalapenos on pizzas. I, I'm not opposed to them. I, I love jalapenos, but... Um, actually my favorite pizza of all time is uh, shrimp and pineapple. So people give me weird looks, but again, it's that salty umami kind of kick. And then uh, that sweet pineapple to kind of round it out little kick from the sauce. It just, it's a nice combination. I tried it as a joke and, uh, and I've, I fell in love and I find that most people, most people actually think it's pretty solid too. That's a new one. I haven't heard of shrimp and pineapple. Yep, you got to try that, that one out, out guys. You got to try that one out guys. So. A good one. And uh, another nudes day. I, I heard you went on vacation. Uh, so question number four, yeah. how was the vacation day? Yeah, so in case you guys didn't know, that's why this week's podcast is running a little bit late. I was on vacation over the weekend, uh, basically relaxed on the beach, drank my weight in alcohol, had the freshest shrimp you can get, then fried them with some homemade and then dipped them in some homemade cocktail sauce, boiled some blue crab, Life was great. Um, too bad it always has to end, and you have to come back to the real world and go to your real world job. And uh, but fortunately, uh, I have a gaming moment here to give me that weekly that weekly break, and I enjoy creating this content. And 
this is kind of a, a weekly vacation for me as well. Yeah, for sure. Well, it sounds like a heck of a vacation. We didn't actually do much this year because uh, usually we have plans to go up with uh, friends and hang out at the cabin and boat around and fish and dirt bike and four wheel and you name it. But uh, with the current suggested social interactions, uh, it just kind of left us with uh, much of a plan this year. So uh, ours was pretty chill at home. Uh, but we are still hoping and planning a little bit something later in the year that we can do something fun and get the kids out and, and uh, not be locked in the house all summer. So uh, not too exciting, but still still nice, nice relaxing vacation for us too. Yeah, staycations are our vacations where you just stay at home. I mean, turn off your emails, turn off your texts from your work and ignore them because you've earned your time off. So for sure. with all that... With all that being said, Wildy, what is your ideal vacation scenario, a beach house or a ranch house? Well, it wouldn't even matter what I would think, because if a beach house is in the option, that's where the wife would say, we're going to the beach. So, And to be honest, I, I wouldn't care. I like I like being on the beach. I like the water. And I could lay on the, drink, on the beach and drink some beers and eat some barbecue or, or whatever it is and just chill out. I... I can relax anywhere. That's pretty, that's all right with me. How about you? So for me, I, I live near the coast. So for me, I, I really like ranch houses. It's really quiet. Um, nobody around you for, for miles. The, the beach, I can tell you, and I guess it's just because of where I live. I, I don't live near one of the pretty blue beaches, but you know, you get the nasty smelling salt water every once in a while. And it just, you go out to your car and your car is just covered in salt and not something I want to deal with. I'd rather be out at a ranch house where it's peace and quiet. I can look up in the sky and just see all the stars, sit on the porch, um, on a, on a rocking chair, drink beer, look out into the pure nothingness, uh, you know, some of the properties that I go to, they have berms on them and I can go fire some guns and stuff and not have to worry about nice. any kind of any kind of law enforcement or anything. And ideally, I, that's what I would like to own is, is, a, is a ranch house uh, and probably in the next five. It's in the five year plan to actually purchase some property out in the Texas Hill Country and build something like that with a buddy of mine. I mean, man, you, it, it just doesn't get any better than being miles away from people and just pure quietness and, and in mother nature with everything around you it it's it's heaven yeah no no How flaws in that one no flaws in that <laughs> one i i think that one's good by me too yeah yeah hey so guys and gals the community was pretty quiet this week there are no questions from the previous week and no social media posts so sadly no shout outs either so be sure to follow us as we love to engage with our community that's it for this episode guys we're excited to see where the streaming world is going to go with the new platforms popping up thank you guys for listening in and supporting us subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting platform and be sure to check back every tuesday for new episodes until next time keep grinding